You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you. Thank you for taking the time to join us this morning on the weekly business hour. It's Monday morning. It's 11 o'clock Central Time, or should I say Central Daylight Time. Uh, we're here in downtown Conroe, Texas, talking about everything business, not only in Montgomery County, but really throughout the world. We have listeners on IRLoneStar.com, our internet connection, and people are listening, and they come here to improve your business, talk about ideas, I get a lot of input from people via email, and I'll give you an address in just a moment so you can connect with us during the show or after the show. And we appreciate the opportunity if you share your viewpoints, share your ideas, tell us what you've done in your business that works, tell us what doesn't work as it regard to the topics that we're talking about. I want to mention before we start, as I typically do, the show is being broadcast live on YouTube. Just go to the Weekly Business Hour page on YouTube, and you can watch as well as listen to the show. Also, our sponsor for the show today is One Best Consult. That's the number one bestconsult.com. And that's a website and a business community of small business owners and managers. It was founded around the idea of common sense business advice, interjecting common sense in running your business. Now, a lot of folks laugh when I talk about that, but the reality is that experience and other things help us build common sense. I don't happen to believe you're born with it. I think you can develop it as well. And if you have a good teacher, mentor, advisor throughout your career, throughout your life, these people, they can help you develop your common sense. And that's what we talk about, common sense business advice. I encourage you, go check out the website, one, the number one, bestconsult.com. Email address, if you've got a comment about the show or you've got a question, even a general business question, which I, as an advisor, mentor, Silver Fox advisor, and also the founder of OneBestConsult.com, I'll be glad to communicate with you about your own business issue. Just drop me an email, very simple, one, the number one, bestconsult.com at, excuse me, onebestconsult at gmail.com. There we go. So at this point, it gets real easy for you as a listener, and if you're watching as well, you just need to sit back, grab your pad and pencil, and get ready to take notes as we talk about everything business right here on the Weekly Business Hour. I'm so pleased in our Soup to Nuts conversation this week, we've got a, a wonderful guest, somebody I've known for several years, uh, who's going to share with us their business story. They're going to share with us the journey they've been on for the last few years from the time they thought about joining or building a business themselves and all the steps and the big surprises. In fact, I've entitled this segment as Starting Your Own Business, Get Ready for Surprises. So without further ado, Greg Zachary, the Oilery Woodlands, welcome to the show. Welcome. I thank you very much for the invitation today, and I appreciate the opportunity to spread the word. And if, if I can help anyone here in the, in the business community, that's a great benefit of all. Well, I know you're very, very, very active as a consummate networker. You're out there talking. You're visible. Uh, you work real hard to connect with the community. And as a business, uh, former business owner and someone who advises and mentors businesses, small businesses, I really appreciate folks like you that are willing to share your experiences, share your knowledge, and some of that common sense advice that I talked about earlier. Right, Greg? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I've had some great mentors in my business career, and I like to now, you know, be, be you know, part of that myself because, hey, that's how we all learn, you know? Uh, 
Well, and we feed on each other's success. We really do. And that's not a negative thing. When you say feed on, you think, oh, boy, that's – but we do. We we help people bootstrap themselves up. That's what I'm doing full time now that I've sold my business. You're still very active in business. But anybody that's been to, to Greg's uh, location, uh, he and Joanne have a wonderful location for the oilery in the Woodlands area, uh, will get a sense of a thriving business and how things really need to take place in running a business. Well, Greg, let's give people a little bit of background. I mean, you didn't show up one day and say, okay, I've got an idea, I'm going to open a, a business. You had some years of experience uh, that helped you get to where you are. Just share with us briefly, if you would, some of that experience that you had. Absolutely. Well, my very first job was a peanut vendor back at the Astrodome. And within a couple of years of doing that, I was promoted into management. Um, and that was great to be able to you know, see what was expected of everybody and then build myself up into being that manager. And that was at age 16. And I took that same formula as I went into college, uh, working for a company called Best Products, which was a category leader at that time, worked part-time throughout college, and then as soon as I left college, was promoted into management. Uh, worked for them for a couple of years, and then came back to Houston because, as Mac Davis said, uh, Lubbock in your rearview mirror is probably the best view. Uh, so I came on back to where I'm from and joined a small company called Soundwaves. And they had one location at that time, and I was just part-time help during Christmas. And then after that, we started expanding, and I worked myself up into being a manager, did basically the same formula that I, I spoke of before, whereas, you know, knowing all the ins and outs, because you know exactly how to train somebody, because, hey, you've done it. Uh, and then became, as we got many, many stores, became their district manager and was there for right at 15 years. Uh, married and uh, lovely wife, Joanna, and uh, went out to her home state of California and basically had to reinvent myself because one of the pitfalls of being with a small business is that no one knows about you outside your region. So the people out in California had no idea what Soundways was, even though locally, yeah, the number one record store company in the entire area. So reinvented myself, bounced around a few big boxes, which were just horrific experiences. Uh, there was one place I, I lasted four months, and it was just uh, the worst case. I mean, I, I won't even shop there anymore. It was just such a bad experience. Uh, but I found myself in a small family-run company, run a lot like uh, Soundways was, uh, called Boot World. And it was San Diego Steel Toe Leader, and it, they had eight locations. I pretty much ran each and every one of them uh, and was the assistant district manager there. And a lot of the experiences that I'd had through the big boxes and all that really paid off because I was able to uh, become a buyer for those folks uh, and work into, uh, you know, uh, well, just like I say, the uh, right-hand man for the district manager. And there's still some policy that I initiated back in those days that's still on, and that's the advantage of being in a small business because what you do actually matters, and the people appreciate it. Whereas with the big boxes, you're just a, a small cog, if anything. Well, you know, that's interesting. So in your background, you had a background in business, which I think is a real plus if you're going to start a business, right? Any kind mm -hmm. of business. Uh, plus, you had an opportunity because you worked in a couple of small businesses and businesses, particularly Soundwave, that grew to see about growing a business. You had a chance to be in purchasing. I mean, you, you based on me reading your biography, so to speak, you had a lot of exposure. Now, some people that start businesses don't get that wide of an exposure. Uh, they may work a corporate job, this and that. But I think that's important for people to do as much as they can to get as much exposure to the various elements, various things you have to know to run a general business. 
what's your thought on that? I mean, that that background, did that really help you when you got to the point to be in business for yourself? Oh, absolutely. Uh, there were yearly shows that I went to at Soundwaves, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas every year, uh, Action Sportswear uh, that was in Long Beach for a long time, going out and representing our company and bringing in new products. Uh, and then just other sourcing uh, locally, uh, but also finding insurance quotes, finding, uh, you know, dealing with real estate folks as we're looking for our new locations and doing the traffic indicators and all the things that go along with that. Now, that company was never involved in any of the chambers and all like I'm doing right now, but in all that uh, active networking, but all the other, the foundation was basically set there just from the hands-on activity. Uh, we used to joke that uh, Jeff was the owner, and what he dreamt about or thought about the night before, I was implementing the very next day. Uh, you know, it was just like, boom, put those thoughts, put it into motion. Uh, you know, neither one of us had a degree, but we both had a lot of college, and we just had a lot of the, that common sense you speak of, and just put it, put it to action, you know? Put it to work. So it sounds like you really were built to be in business for yourself, so to speak. And your, your opportunity, uh, let's, let's kind of shift gears and talk about what you're doing. I mean, the oilery. It's a franchise situation. Talk about how you found this franchise briefly, if you would. I think it's kind of a neat story. Absolutely. Well, uh, the, the ABC television sh uh, program, Shark Tank. Uh, Kurt Campbell, our founder, was on the program back in October of 14. Um, I watched it a few days afterwards because I always tape everything. I hate commercials. And as I was watching it, I started just thinking about this is a good opportunity. Because for years, um, you know, my mother, who's, you know, mother's always your biggest cheerleaders, but she'd call me up and say, you need to start your own business. You know, there's a UPS store down on 2920 or whatever it might be, but she was always bringing opportunities to me. But they just really weren't the right fit or maybe the right time in my life. This was. Uh, and it was the time where it's like, wow, it's a great time to quit working for the man and start working for myself. And I just loved his story, and I loved his passion that he had. Uh, he, sh you know, there were a couple of the sharks that were pretty nasty to him, and he shook it off. And a couple of them were very complimentary of him. And so after that episode, uh, let it sink for a while. Then I called some of his stores to see how they liked working with him. Um, got some pretty good ideas what was going on, and then sent my application in. Well, I found out there were 572 people nationwide and 58 in the state of Texas that applied. And I was the very last one to call because they went alphabetical, you know. And when the franchise rep called me, I first thing out of my mouth was I was really surprised he was calling. I figured I, I didn't make the cut. And that's when he told me they went alphabetical. So it was like being in homeroom again. But, uh, you know, that the opportunity was great, though, because after, I'd say, five minutes into the conversation, he says, hey, I've got 30 minutes, but it sounds like we're going to need more time. Two hours later, he says, well, I've got other companies I need to represent, so, but I know we're going to continue down this road. And every two weeks or so, we were talking and getting vetted you know, through that process of the interviews. Uh, about halfway through that, my wife knocked on the door and wanted to know what the heck was going on. And I was telling her. And about a week or two after that, she said, can I join you? And that was great, you know, because here it is, my life partner. I mean, we've been married now. It'll be 25 years next week. Uh, saying she wanted to join me in business. Now, she's not in retail, not at all, but her skill set is something that I don't have, the office environment. And it was great to be able to mesh that together. And I get to work with my best friend every day. It don't get any better than that. So that was really, really cool. So I was very pleased. Um, you know, and, and um, you know, the reason I signed up was just all the positive uh, reactions I got from the, all the other people. And you know, they liked working with them. Well, you know, one of the things people do, and we've talked about on the show a number of times over the years we've been on the air, franchise versus just opening up my own store, my own concept, whatever. 
uh, and there are pluses and minuses. Uh, I typically recommend a franchise for someone would not say be your profile because franchises can help you learn all these things that you learned by working, being out there on the street during your career working for somebody. In your opinion, has being part of a franchise, generally speaking, has it paid off? Or should you, looking back, possibly look for something you could start? Probably choice number two, uh, based on just some of the things that have happened in these three years. Um, because it's not the better roses that uh, you would hope it to be. Yes, there are some great advantages, but there's also some pitfalls that happen because of certain limitations that are there. Uh, you know, when I'm working in a family-run company, asking for forgiveness as opposed to permission sometimes was very much appreciated because we could initiate something that is still going on. And Boot World's a great example of that, a couple of things that, uh, you know, I just said, hey, this is going to work. You're not encouraged to do that in a franchise situation at all. Um, matter of fact, they'll come back and say, well, didn't you read this, that, and the other in your FDD? That's the franchise disclosure document. And it's like, yes, but believe me, through my experience, this is a better way. And you are often told that that's not your role, you know, and that's okay. Uh, but looking back, probably I, I could have done that. But what really got me going was the fact that, hey, I had that instant recognition of being on Shark Tank. You know, that was something that I thought would, would help, you know, draw and build the business. And so, you know, that's why I went ahead and joined a franchise. But yes, looking back, you know, and if, you know, if, if things happen, I, I could do it on my own going forward, no doubt about it. Yeah, well, that's, that's an interesting view. Again, my point, not to belabor it, was you had the background. You had the mm -hmm. experience that most folks don't because they're working in a corporate environment or working for other people and don't get – you've just had a wide range of experience, and now you've had three years plus, I guess, right at three years of experience. Yeah. And we're going to get into that, but first we're going to take a break, ladies and gentlemen, mm -hmm. our first break of the day. And when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with Greg, but we're going to move on to, okay, now we've got the franchise. What do we do with it? So please stay with us. We'll be right back. For business ideas and news you can use, join us on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone. Addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information Extension programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday. 
your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Not sure who to turn to when you have a problem in your business? Listen to the Weekly Business Hour on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're in a soup to nuts conversation today with the good friend Greg Zachary, uh, the owner of the oilery, the Woodlands. And we've been talking about uh, starting your own business. In this case, uh, Greg was uh, chose to be in a franchise situation. Just spoke about that. Now we're going to move on to the actual, I call it the nuts and bolts of starting your own business, whether you're a franchise or starting something that's purely your own idea. Well, Greg, you start off, you got a laundry list of things. You got to find a location, you got to finances, you got all these things. Talk about the real estate because retail business and finding the right location, of, I mean, that's critical. Absolutely. It certainly is. Well, you know, when I went up to do the, uh, the signing, I'd already had in mind some, pretty, some ideas where I wanted to be. And I had, uh, you know, engaged a real estate agent with me. And while I was up there, he gave me some uh, disheartening news that the folks uh, who were the landlords the, where I really wanted to be said I, I couldn't be there because I would to compete with a apartment of one of the other tenants. And I thought that was sort of odd because this is a huge tenant and I would just be competing with one of their departments. But he said he wasn't going to anger this uh, major anchor tenant. And I countered with the fact that there was already an established store in that center that did the same thing. They uh, basically were a pet food store that competes with this company's pet food. So I thought there's no logic in, in that at all. And that, that was disappointing, but it ended up being okay because I found a pretty good place on my own because after using you know those guys and just running against a few brick walls, I just went out on my own and just started doing a lot, a lot of looking. And then ran across a billboard that said, under construction, coming soon, and it's literally five miles from our house. So that was good too. But... The draw was that it was on a very major thoroughfare that probably needs to be expanded again. It's, it's growing so fast, and that's 1488. Uh, so I was very pleased about that. And so, uh, you know, contacted directly the landlord and, of course, saved all the commissions and all that by doing it my own. But, you know, I probably spent six months looking for that location, you know. And now maybe that was a little bit longer than I needed because I would have liked to have gotten open, but, hey, it's the way it is. I love the location that we're in. We have great visibility. We have a lot of traffic builders in our center and a lot of unique people in the center. Uh, while there's a couple of anchors, there's not really a, a huge name recognition, but there's plenty of traffic builders in there. And so that's working out for us. Um, close to neighborhoods, close to apartments, a lot of traffic both foot and by driving. So that's worked out really well. Let's back up just for one second. You said six months roughly to, to find a location. Now, at that point, were you still working? Or oh, no. had you basically started in the business without the location, et cetera? Yes. So if I'm listening today and I'm thinking about starting a business, uh, should I realistically say, okay, I've got to be able to quit my job and, and spend six months, more or less, looking for a location? Or, I mean, is, is there any wiggle room in there? Because financially, that's a big hit. It definitely was. My situation, though, was a little bit unique because part of uh, that time was spent uh, dealing with my mother's estate. Uh, she passed away okay. uh, like six weeks after I was granted the franchise. Uh, and uh, that I needed to you know, take care of all that. So I basically, with that happening, uh, 
knowing that I was going to be going forward, you know, presented my uh, resignation to my boss and then went on ahead and did it. Uh, you know, the estate went pretty fast, but, you know, yes, there's there was a hit there because it was a full year after that before we got open. So right, we're no going to talk about that. You know? That's an interesting story in yeah, itself. Absolutely. But by, I guess the point I would make to a listener is yeah. that there's always a chance that, particularly if you're if you're looking for a retail location, that they're going to be delays, right? Oh, absolutely. And in this case, it took you roughly six months to find a location. Okay. Now, back up for just a second. There are other decisions to make when you start a business. Finances, business structure, uh, things like that. What did you do on those counts? How did you decide what kind of entity to use or finances did you, you had to have that all prepared before you started well absolutely uh, well the finances were uh, basically my inheritance uh, just you know okay. uh, my mother had been telling me for years you know when she was telling about the other locations of things uh, she wanted me to you know start early well didn't start early but at least you know my finances were there so I'm, I'm completely self-financed uh, and then as far as all the others uh, basically you know I sent out bids to uh, area real estate I'm sorry area insurance people you know, to find out I really wanted to do it local. Uh, I, I basically just went into the phone book and found, a, you know, a lot of people in the Magnolia area, in that general area, and saying, hey, this is the business I'm going to be in. Send me your bids. Found out that because we're imports, a lot of major folks couldn't even touch us. And that was surprising, you know. So it was like, okay, great. Uh, let's continue, you know, moving on. So, yeah, that was a little bit of a surprise there, too. Uh, and then a year after we've been... Uh, open because we're established now those companies that couldn't handle us are now wanting our business because they can they're allowed to or that's the story i'm getting you know well you know that you, you make two great points the the nuances of insurance business insurance uh, location and liability and whatnot uh i've dealt a lot with insurance in my career and early in my career was responsible in a major company for the insurance package learned a lot had some great teachers the reality is today the market is, is I talk to insurance people and help clients get their insurance. There are things. I mean, the, it used to be, well, if you're opening a bar, that was in a category by itself, and there were just a few others. But today it is. It's segmented where insurers, the actual insurance companies themselves, don't want to touch certain things. The second thing you make, and I want people to hear this, once you're up in business and you've got a year or two under your belt, it's funny. Your financing becomes easier if you need to finance a lot easier, and your insurance, and you make a great point there that your insurance placement and flexibility and the people who are interested in you, it just grows exponentially. Well, let's talk about, you had a location. It took you another year. Um, you had a year on your hands. You're not working, right? Mm -hmm. So what'd you do with that year? I went out and networked like crazy. Uh, they used me as a case study at the local BNI. Uh, a buddy of mine who I've, I've seen in a lot of the different chambers tells me that there is a Greg Zachary case on how to maximize the allowed visits at every BNI around. And literally, I just went to their website, BNI Houston, and found everything that was in the general area. Looked who was there as a member. If I already knew somebody, I'd, I'd you know write them and say, hey, can I be your guest this week? Otherwise, people would see me at other ones, and then they would invite me. But yeah, I maxed out uh, the uh, two visits in that six-month period with everyone around, and that is continuing to pay dividends. Uh, and then I went to all the chambers I could. I uh, ended up joining three, but I also went to uh, as far as uh, you know, North, Northwest Houston. I went to Tomball. I went to Spring Klein just to spread the word because we're the only oil in the state of Texas. Up in the Midwest, they've got a name recognition. 
Uh, they've been around for 15 years. We've been around now for three. At that time, no one knew what the heck, you know, we were. Well, it's up to me. It's incumbent upon me to get out there and get that done. So just go out and glad hand every day you can. Well, you know, and it's interesting. I, 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 want, I hope our listeners will get the point uh, that basically you were given some lemons. The fact that your location, the building, and then your build-out didn't get finished for a year which is uh, being someone who grew up in the real estate development business, that's extraordinary that you as a tenant, and I'm sure other tenants were put in that situation to make that commitment, want that location, put all your eggs in that basket, so to speak, location-wise, and then have to be told day-to-day, month-to-month, whatever, over that 12 months, hey, uh, you know, it's not here, it's not going to be here, whatever the excuses were, whatever the issues were, but the fact is you got up, and you went out and you made lemonade because you just dedicated yourself. Because I would bump into you <laughs> everywhere, like a lot of folks. You went out and marketed your business by networking everywhere you went. Now, today, what kind of marketing do you do? It's very limited now because, you know, after a while, you, you got into that uh, law of diminishing returns. Um, I've uh, sized down my chamber memberships down to one. Uh, and that's because one... I'm into one that's really community involved, uh, you know, and that that just seemed to work better. Uh, the really huge one, we were just sort of sort of like me working for the big box people, just lost in the shuffle. And then another one that became more cultish, more based on personalities and stuff. And so it just after time, you know, went went on away. So, uh, but I'm also doing a lot more community stuff. I'm a member of the Conroe Noons Lions Club, the greatest Lions Club in the world. That is helping tremendously. But it's also it's, we're doing things for the right reason. Uh, our club was recognized by International Alliance Club for the work that we did in the Harvey uh, you know, Relief. Uh, that just, it's great because, hey, without community, what do we got? Um, we also go around uh, to uh, Magnolia schools, and we present Teacher of the Year awards to all elementary school teachers. Joanna did the east side, I did the west side. You wouldn't believe the smiles we got on these, these teachers' faces. And then that led to us being able to sponsor the district-wide Teachers of the Year because the Magnolia School District learned of what we were doing. And then cause we just went out on our own and started doing it. And then all of a sudden got a call around Christmas time. They placed a big order with us uh, and then came back in April and said, well, we're having an awards. We'd love to have you join us at the gala. And that was awesome. So we're helping the community out, uh, and that's really what, I, what I'm trying to do the most now because, I, as I mentioned, without the community, what we got? You know? Yeah, well, it's, there's no doubt that you have become an important part of that community by all the great work you guys do, and, and you're out there making it happen. Well, we've got a couple minutes left here. Uh, anything else that people can learn from the delayed store opening? I mean, again, that was, that was out of left field, so to speak, but it happens. Uh, and particularly when you start, there's going to be things that pop up you just don't expect. This was a very major one, obviously, because without a location, you didn't have a business. Anything else that happened to you during that period of time that people could, uh, you know, learn from your experience? Well, it allowed you to, you know, basically just continue your commitment. Uh, we were, uh, you know, we, I'd say we may have wasted a few dollars on advertising because some of our contracts came early because we, we had that anticipation. But you just got to roll with the punches. Uh, and a great example of that was, um, you know, we had rain delays and all these kind of things, the construction, but then the building's ready. And we're getting the fire department out there to give us our permits. And some folks uh, at another uh, location there did some uh, southern engineering. And they tapped into the system for the entire building. And that shorted out uh, the fact uh, or the communications to the district. Our alarm went off. 
but it didn't tell anybody. So, hey, we got a fire, no one would be responding. So they had to get that fixed because of that board being fried. And so we had to delay our opening and, and reschedule some things. And uh, we ended up opening on our 22nd wedding anniversary. It was just like it was meant to be. You know, we had three different openings when we were going to be, and boom, there it was. Uh, so this year we're going to be celebrating three years in the business and 25 years of marriage. You wow. know? And, and sometimes it's just meant to be, and that was just perfect. Yeah. You know? So it's a wonderful deal. Plus, it yeah. helps us who might forget an anniversary date. You're never <laughs> going to forget that one, are you? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> That's a wonderful you story. Know? Well, Greg, I deeply appreciate you taking time to join us today. This is part one, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to be back next week, part two, and continue this discussion about the first three years in business and some of the things that came at him, some of the surprises, and uh, how he resolved those surprises. Greg, if people want to reach out to you, talk about business, or talk about doing some business with the oilery, what's the best way for them to contact you? Absolutely. Stop on by the store. The oilery of the Woodlands is located at 2400 FM 1488, and that's three miles off of I-45. Very easy to find, and we're there Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6, and Sunday, 12 to 5. Or you can reach me by phone at 936-321-3737. And yes, I'd love to mentor some folks, give them some ideas on what's going on, and of course, we'd love to you know, have your business and see what kind of relationships we can develop on that. And if I don't answer, my lovely wife, Joanna, will answer because we're a mom and pop. And there's, if anyone else, we joke sometimes, if anyone else answers, we're probably being robbed because it's just the two of us, <laughs> you know, guaranteed. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I've enjoyed it. Well, thank you so much. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope you'll stick with us for the second half of the show. What we have come up is first, I will recap the conversation we had today with Greg, talk about a couple points that I hope that you take in mind, particularly if you're starting a business or new to business. Then in the Did You Know segment, it's the first step in deciding the business you want to start begins with evaluating you. That's the first step, in my opinion. And finally, the end of the show, I'll finish up with one best consult tip of the week. Do you really offer great customer service? So please stay with us. We'll be right back with you. It's all about business on the Weekly Business Hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for a summer internship, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to learn the radio and TV business. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands-Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health by making the connection to agriculture, learning about how food is grown and produced, and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families. Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Have a legal question? Are you a resident of Montgomery County? Call 281-645-6344 to talk to a volunteer attorney from the Woodlands Bar Association. 
We answer the phones on the first Monday of every month at 281-645-6344 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. to provide general legal information and information about legal resources to Montgomery County residents. It's all business talk on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. right here on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler. I'm your host. I'm a Silver Fox advisor, as well as the founder of OneBestConsult.com. And along those lines, I want to mention to you that you can find a podcast of today's show, better said, a videocast of today's show, and a numer- numerous social media sites. Also on the website at OneBestConsult.com, that's the number one, BestConsult.com, as well as right here at Lone Star Community Radio at IRLoneStar.com. So take a look at the podcast, video cast, share it with your friends. I appreciate it. And again, I encourage you, drop me an email at OneBestConsult at gmail.com. Love the comments, love the conversation. Well, first up, I want to talk, uh, as I try to do whenever we have a guest in, and recap uh, some of the things we talked about, not so much on a per se basis, if you will, but some of the key points, I think, that were made in that conversation that perhaps you and business, people starting businesses, in this case, might benefit from. And I think a couple of them I tried to highlight. One is the the role of a franchise. Uh, We've talked about franchising. We've had several people over the years in the studio who have been very successful by all measure in their franchises. Uh, And those people in particular came from a background, uh, education and experience that they needed the franchise. They needed help in certain areas. In this case, though, our guest, Greg Zachary, the oilery in the woodlands, Greg had a tremendous background, which is rare to get such a wide range of experience as you're working your way through various jobs in your career. So he is a little bit unique, but I would suggest that many of us who don't have the background and want to start a business that need to take a good hard look, in my opinion, at the franchise model. Another thing that Greg pointed out, and this does not need to be belittled at all or or passed aside, location, location, location. One, selection of your location, particularly if you're retail, is so important. This is another area that a good franchise will be able to help you out with. They should come in and help you with site selection. Many times they, they, they want to approve the location, but if they're really good at what they do, and this is something for you to explore if you think about the franchise model as one you want to follow, Make sure they have people who are educated that have the information, a lot of data out there that can help you make a decision on where to put your location. The second thing, and Greg is a great example in his experience, one year after he signed the lease before he got in the location, he was not told that, but the building had not been finished, and then they had to build a space out, and he ran into problems like he mentioned with the fire alarm. Those kind of things happen all the time as far as little things when you're moving in. But let me assure you that if you're renting a location, if you're leasing a location in a property that's not even under construction or not completed, be ready for delay. It's inevitable, whether it's nature, in this case, a lot of rain over an extended period of time, or it's financing problems the builder has, developer. I grew up initially, and the first step in my career was I worked in real estate. We built buildings. We built a lot of shopping centers. Those kind of things happen. And we had a solid process. We had financing, but other delays such as weather and things like that, they're inevitable. They happen. So be careful. Put it into your plan 
build in some slack, build in a cushion that you have delays in getting your location open. On the flip side, I encourage you to take Greg's example. He took the lemon of that he was handed, not able to move into his location, and he turned it definitely to lemonade. Because let me assure you, firsthand experience in my case, he networked and connected with every business organization that you, in this county. It's just unbelievable the kind of work. But he went to work. He didn't stop. He didn't sit home uh, thinking and worrying about the location not being open. And he went out there and connected because I bumped into that guy everywhere for that year. And that's how I first got to know him. So I encourage you, take some of the lessons that Greg has and translate those into your situation. And hopefully his experiences will help you achieve what you want to achieve much quicker and with much less pain. We're going to take a short break now, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, I'm going to tell you in my Did You Know segment, my opinion, the first thing in deciding what business you want to start with begins in evaluating yourself. So please stay with us. We'll be right back. Not sure who to turn to when you have a problem in your business? Listen to the Weekly Business Hour on Lone Star Community Radio. Does volunteering at a nonprofit horse sanctuary sound wonderful? Or are you a veteran or a veteran spouse and think trying a peer group session through a local Horses and Heroes equine program might be worth trying? Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary, located in Grand Central Park by appointment only, is home to a growing number of rescued and donated horses. Visit our website at henryshomehorsesanctuary.org or check out our Facebook at Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary for more information. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out irlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and Internet Radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. We have the safest food supply in the world. Strict laws and regulations restrict the usage of hormones, antibiotics, and pesticides within our food supply. Production agriculture practices and technologies such as the use of GMOs, which is not any more or less risky than conventional crop production, has allowed American farmers to produce more food on less acres and environmentally sound. Find out more online at pathtoplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make lives better. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast. Create your first 
YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. It's all about business on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. You are listening to the weekly business hour, and this is Rick Schisler, your host. Thank you for being with us today, and we're at that point where Did You Know, our Did You Know segment. I want to talk about the first step that you should take before you start a new business. Point being is that when you're in the part of the, your scenario that you're planning all the things that you want to do, touching all the bases, connecting all the dots, whatever you want to call it, checking finances, checking business structure, looking for a location. First thing I think you have to do though is take some time and evaluate yourself and your ability, what experiences you have, what interest you have, what passion you have, for being in business. And I happen to believe that many times people are geared for certain types of businesses. Start with your skills. What skills do you have? This may be work-related skills. It may be personal skills. Make a list. Because what we're trying to do is match you for the business you're going to start. And too many times I personally have experienced in working with clients that people really are not in the kind of business that really fits their personality. But if you look at your skills, Take a second and be honest with yourself. What are you passionate about? Are you passionate about being in this particular business? Do you see opportunities like our guest today, Greg Zachary, for being involved in the community and utilizing your business? Because some businesses, quite frankly, fit better in community involvement. In his case, he's got products. The oilery has olive oil and other kinds of products that it sells, seasonings and whatnot. These are products that lend themselves to be involved in the community because you can give them away. You've got all this constant sampling and this opportunity to expose your business to a lot of people. So Greg's business fits community involvement. Some businesses, such as a CPA practice, maybe they don't fit so well. I don't know. That's something you have to decide. Another area that I think is important is what is your expertise? We've talked about skills. We've talked about passion. What is your expertise in this particular field of business? In other words, you don't have to have been in that business but do you have expertise that lend themselves to that business? Most importantly, how much can you afford to spend to be in business, okay? 
recognize that many, many, over half the small businesses that are founded last a year or less. Be aware that there's failure potential there. So what we're doing is a simple internal risk analysis, if you will. How much can you afford to spend? How much can you afford your family to invest in a business? Be honest with yourself again. How much money do you need for this business to be successful? Not only purchasing, not only setting up your location, but in Greg's case, he had a year plus six months, 18 months that he had no income coming in because he had jumped off in this business, but he had a plan, he self-financed, he had covered his basis. And then I think it's real important, what kind of lifestyle do you want uh, as a result of being in business? You know, it's interesting today, I've had friends that say, well, I'm gonna start a lifestyle business. And back when, I didn't write, really understand that, but basically they were saying a business that I can be mobile, I can take a trip, I can do this if I need want to take the afternoon off. The internet has just caused those opportunities to explode. What's most important to you? Your lifestyle, time with family, friends, traveling, whatever your interests are. Is that really as important or more important than your business? Need to think about that. If you're fully dedicated to business, then there are certain kinds of businesses that require that, that you have to open that store every day or pay someone to open it. So be honest again with yourself. What kind of lifestyle do I really want going forward once I open this business? I think that it's time for everyone who thinks about a business to go through some kind of evaluation and checklist. In my case, it's skills, passion, area of expertise, how much money you're willing to spend, how much money do you need to set the business up, and what sort of lifestyle do you see yourself or want to be in once the business is up and running. We're going to take our final break for the day, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to do my one best consult tip of the week. One overlooked opportunity to assure you hire the right person. Look forward to discussing that with you. Please stay with us. For business ideas and news you can use, join us on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- Six four seven three seven seven six. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vibes with Soul, Miss Cece Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B, and of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. Every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. 
For our self-pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look at the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com. It's all about business on the Weekly Business Hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and I'm Rick Schussler, your host. Hope you've enjoyed the show. We're going to finish up today uh, with my one best consult tip of the week. And I want to talk to you about an overlooked opportunity. You know, life is full of opportunities, and it's always been my experience that if you seize the right opportunities, then your chances of success go way up. You're able to achieve the things you want to achieve. And one of the things, and it may sound a little bit boring, and I apologize for that, but in business, one of the things that I feel, and if I had to choose, perhaps number one, maybe number two, finances are right up there and having the proper financial structure and having the money you need to build your business. But number one or two is hiring the right people. Starts with attracting the right people, it starts with hiring the right people, the hiring process, the interviewing, the checking, and so on and so forth, the training of the right people, and then the continued motivation. Obviously, our workforce is regardless of our business. If we have one or more employees, it's the most important thing, in my opinion, again, one and two with the financial structure of the business, but I believe in most cases it is overlooked, uh, particularly in the hiring area. Small business people who typically don't have an HR department or have any kind of HR asset that they can rely on, whether it be a third party, someone you can get in touch with uh, to ask questions or help build a process. But you need a process when you go through hiring, just like you need processes for accounting, production, and so on and so forth. And I encourage you, even if you just have one or two employees, spend a little bit of time write down what the process is for hiring. And one of the things that I believe in the hiring process that is severely overlooked is reference checking. You know, over the last 20, 30 years of my career, I've seen less and less reference checking, particularly by small businesses, the businesses I work with, because they run into a stone wall, because they're legal concerns that you'll be sued or the company giving the reference will be sued. And I think this has become an easy way for someone, a potential employee, a prospective employee, to really hide their past. And I've seen it's happened to me where if we'd have checked the references thoroughly and put a more effort into it, we would have avoided a really bad hire. So I encourage you, take a few minutes and look at reference checking. Now, what am I talking about here? I'm talking about contacting the last three to five businesses that this person worked for. Personal references are fine, but they really don't count a lot for me. I'm looking for where they worked. I want to talk to somebody where they work, preferably a supervisor or manager or business owner, whatever the case may be. If not, at least to the HR department in larger companies. And at the very least, I want to verify that they worked there, how much they got paid, and how long they worked there. And you're not going to get much information on termination, I understand that, but at least I'm going to verify the facts that were on the resume or application I was gotten. And that, to me, is a real necessity. The reality to help you 
build up a little bit of fortitude on this. If you hire a third-party vendor to come into your business as a service vendor, you're going to check the references typically. You're going to check them out before you let them come on site and do some work for you. Why would you hire an employee who you didn't check references on? I think it's, again, critical. Build a process. Have a simple checklist. And then if you assign this responsibility to one of your employees to do the reference checking, be sure you give them some training. Work with them. Uh, talk about the conversations. There's a lot of great material out there. There's seminars, webinars. It's not a hard thing to do, but you've got to build a skill set within your company at some level that you can do some decent reference checking. But the first thing you do is you've got to have the fortitude, and I'll call it the courage, to put that reference checking in your hiring process and follow through on it to make sure that you have some kind of definitive picture of this individual and where they've worked and how they did on their job. Again, if it's nothing but that they work there, their salary level, and, you know, again, it can go much further than that, but you've got to train yourself on how to get more answers. It's not a hard thing to do. Obviously, the benefit is that you'll hire the right person, someone who will mesh with your structure, with your business, and therefore be a, an important part of the team that all of us are trying to build in our businesses, whether it's 1, 10, 100, 500, it doesn't matter. But reference checking, one slide, one quick tip for small businesses, small meaning, you know, with 1, 10, 15, 20 employees where you don't do a lot of hiring, hopefully you don't have the turnover, is that you record all this so that when you have to do it, it may have been a few months, it might have been a year since you hired somebody, you can pull it out of the file, pull it up on the computer, and you can refer back to it and refresh your memory or refresh the memory of the person who's going to do your reference checking for you. So I consider it an overlooked opportunity to assure you hire the right person. Please put a note on your calendar to join us again next Monday right here on IR Lone Star at 11 a.m. when Greg Zachary with the Oilery of the Woodlands will return to finish up his soup to nuts conversation for starting your own business, get ready for surprises. And look for the podcast and videocast of today's show on the weekly business hour page at IRLoneStar.com onebestconsult.com, on Facebook, YouTube, and various other social media sites. Thank you for joining us, and remember to stay in touch with what's happening in Montgomery County right here on Lone Star Community Radio. And until next week, as I always say, stay engaged and keep your focus on what's important in your business. Thanks. Hour every Monday, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., right here on Lone Star Community Radio. The weekly business hour is where Montgomery County and businesses throughout the world come to talk about the latest in business news, ideas to improve their business, and be part of conversations that can make a real difference in their business. Join us this coming Monday, July 15th, when Greg Zachary, owner of the Oilery of the Woodlands, will finish his soup to nuts conversation, starting your own business, getting ready for surprises. Thanks for checking out this show on Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. This show is owned and produced by Lone Star Community Radio and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. For more information about this show, to be a guest or to sponsor, just contact the studio at 936-647-3776 to leave a message or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com.